Hi, today is January 3rd, uh, Sunday, 2021. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Apple, Boeing, and NVIDIA. Thanks. First things first, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. Um, and uh, I wish everyone that this year is infinitely better than the last one. Um, real quick, uh, there are earnings this week. Uh, I had already recorded uh, this entire segment. And then at the end, I had just like nonchalantly said, oh, there's no earnings this week because it's the start of January. So everyone's already reported. Uh, but that's not true. So I had to re-record this, and now you're hearing it now. So the companies that report this week um, are, on Thursday, you have Micron and uh, WD-40, for whatever it's, that's worth, uh, after close. Uh, and then before close on Thursday is Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, other than that, there's no real company here worth playing. Um, but again, earnings are dangerous, and I'm not sure... And this is going to go into today's episode. I'm not sure if playing earnings the first week of 2021 is the best way to start off your year. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, that said, uh, Micron is reporting. Micron being a semiconductor company, uh, your AMD shares and your NVIDIA shares uh, will be affected. So it's just something to keep an eye on. Maybe not necessarily something to play. Okay, and for personally, um, my last week... Uh, I closed out of some of my more risky uh, puts that I wrote, uh, namely my QS and my Tesla. Um, so I closed those out. I wish I kind of had hold, held on to my Tesla one, but I just wanted a good mindset going into the holidays and not having to worry about like anything during the New Year's or the weekend. Um, wanted to start off my year right, which is okay because I did close for a gain on those two positions. Um, but going into January uh, it's going to be very interesting to see um, just how news is presented are we going to be continue to hear more about coronavirus are we going to start hearing anything more about the uh, China trade war are we going to um, I don't know are, are there gonna be just is it uh, a very scared optimistic outlook you know or is it just going to be a bullish outlook? Um, it's it's all will be very interesting in how people will interpret it. Um, I'd imagine, you know, one of the things that uh, some of me and my friends joke around is like, if you see people start dancing on TikTok um, about buying stock, uh, it's the top. Uh, while there are always videos of people dancing, talking about stock, it's when you see too many of those, <laughs> that that's the top. But again, that's oogla boogla, and that's a joke. So uh, don't take that for uh, <laughs> don't take that advice for granted. Um, what else? Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, I just close my two puts for a gain. Um, earnings right, that's correct. And yeah, going into 2021, you want to be more responsible, but we'll talk, go and talk about that uh, just a bit later in the podcast episode. Um, if you're one of the people that only listen to this section of the podcast, the weekly play section, then uh, yeah, feel free to tune off but or tune out. But uh, yeah, again, one more time, I wish you a very happy new year. 
and I'll see you in the next uh, section. Okay, um, just before we hop into the new theatergang.com website updates, um, I just want to go ahead and give a quick thank you to my friends in the United Kingdom. I didn't know uh, Spotify did the uh, wrapped thing for podcasts. I just watched it. And one of the things that was pointed out to me the, um, the most uh, was most people listen to it in the U.S. from 4 to 5, meaning like most people listen to my stuff not in the morning, but like on the way home from work. And um, my f biggest growing audience is the United Kingdom. Uh, so those that are in the United Kingdom, thank you for sharing around the podcast. Um, because I can't imagine that I target United Kingdom like whatsoever. Being the main demographic of Reddit is like US. So those that are in the UK that share the podcast with your friends, like huge, huge thank you. You're like super recognized because that was like a really long slide. <laughs> but uh, again, one more time, thank you so much. And uh, thank you to all that uh, already just share the podcast too. So um, just want to give a quick thank you to all those that do. Now moving on to the new website updates. This week was fairly uh, short. Uh, but I did get a change in. Um, this is a thank you to one of the patrons in the Discord, Tom Hamas, for having this suggestion. Um, he wanted to show uh, annualized uh, net premium. So right now, uh, not right now, but before, I mean like two days ago, um, we only all had a net premium number, which was very contextual because all accounts were made in 2020 besides mine because mine was first made in 2019 um but everybody's was 2020 and going to 2021 it would just be cool to see how your 2021 number is growing compared to your 2020 number and that's just a fun idea so i went ahead and implemented that so now there is a 2020 net premium and there's a 2021 net premium that everyone has on their profile now um a quick reminder, you do not need to beat your net premium from the previous year. In fact, I urge everyone to not try. Just continue doing what you're already doing, especially if it's working. Because if you try to switch things up, if you try to get your number to get there faster, what's going to happen is you're going to get got and you're going to get frustrated and sometime during that process you're going to tilt. Tilting doesn't also mean like going into a bad position. Tilting means you might start lying, you might like start like fibbing your numbers and stuff to get to that goal when in actuality you didn't. The main point of the platform is to learn, but to also be real, to prove to people that, hey, once people start like looking at your account more often, they're gonna be able to say, hey, this person actually puts real numbers in. Yes, I double check that this put is worth this much premium, that this call is worth this much premium, etc. Um, one just last tidbit, uh, my profile, theatergang.com slash Juni, is the only profile that has 2019 net premium. Uh, because I'm, I was the only one that was able to upload trades at that time. Um, just real quick, and I know I say it enough in all the episodes, but I don't know when new people will jump on. Um, the very first like two months of the website were just 
was just a spreadsheet of my trades, Juni's trades. Um, and while I was inputting those trades, um, you know, I got the idea of like, oh, maybe if I enabled people to upload their trades, maybe they would do it. And then they started doing it. But that feature didn't come until 2020. Uh, I thought that, hey, you know, I wouldn't add the 2019 counter for my profile because it might add confusion. But uh, it helps those that want to make sense of my all-time net premium of like, you know, if I didn't have it, people would be like, oh, you know, your net premium is higher than uh, 2020 and 2021 combined. Where, where's the other premium coming from? And that's why I decided, to, you know what, I'm just going to add 2019 premium uh, for my profile because it makes the most sense. One more thing that uh, I'm trying to target for this year is a more contract-based uh, platform. Right now, it's more strategy-based. Um, if I can't think of a good way to make this contract-based, I probably won't do it. But um, the reason why is because a lot of people have been asking, hey, Junie, I want to partially close this position because I have, say, maybe like five covered calls. I want to only close three of them and let the other two ride because that's part of my strategy. Um, and right now you're able to do that. You just wait until your other two close and then, you know, for the price closed field, when you close the trade, you just put in the average of the five prices. Uh, I understand that's annoying, but the main reason why that part is annoying is so that the rest of the platform is not annoying. Think of a scenario where at the time you have the five covered calls, you open five of them. If I ask you, at the time you open the five covered calls, instead of you just typing the number five, I ask you to put five prices for the covered calls, that would be extremely annoying. Um, the beauty of datagame.com is that it's very simple uh, for a power user. I understand one of the weaknesses of datagame.com is that it's very power user centric. Like you need to know what you're doing in the options world to make sense of the website. There's not very much like beginner uh, content there. But um, once you understand options, inputting trades and closing trades is very simple. Um, the, the super power users are the ones that are asking for these new features. And um, it's like at the burden of making everything else more simple. Um, if you want to just make um, you know, a tracker for all of your contracts, that's going to get very annoying to upkeep. And so it needs to be a very fine balance of you know, making sure that inputting trades is not annoying because that's arguably the most important part of everything is that inputting trades is the easy part. Um, but then closing them is not hard either. Um, and if there has to just be a little bit more friction in case of like you having to close three of like your five covered calls, then that's the hit that I'm willing to take right now. Um, because again, um, you know, I've mentioned it in previous podcast episodes. I might have mentioned it on a few of my streams. Uh, there are, there were just so many things wrong with other people's solutions, uh, when it came to this sort of like idea other people's solutions um, ask you to input too many things. Like in order for a trade to be completed, like you needed to put in the IV, the probability of profit, each price of each leg. 
um, you know, all and, you know, maybe sometimes even Greeks. And it wasn't that wasn't the right idea. I understand. I understand where that approach is coming from. And that's something that I've debated in the past before. But when I started making this website, um, you know, after, you know, I started allowing other people to make accounts, one of the things that I initially wanted to like just hone down was that inputting trades should always be easy. And so should closing trades, but inputting trades is the most important part because that's where people generate the most value for the website, right? If you go on thetagain.com, you want to see trades. Maybe the DD isn't quite there, but you see at least trades that people are doing. You see good strikes and all that good stuff. Um, if you know you got to the website, maybe you had a horrible day. You had a horrible trading day, and then I'm asking you to put in 20 fields for the bad trade that you did. You're not gonna do it, right? Maybe you would do it for a trade that went really well because you're very proud of it. You want to show all the little different aspects and scenarios of it. But what I'm trying to make sure is that uh, people upload all their trades or like most of their trades, as many trades as they can or like they cognitively handle. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, those are just some of the things that I feel like uh, other people didn't think about when they were creating these type of solutions. It's like you need to cater to the people um, that get tilted right you need to have the platform be inviting enough that where if you lose on a trade it's not going to be the end of the world and that's why i also don't emphasize win loss ratio and all that good stuff um yeah i mean it there, i could go on about this like forever and just understand that like when it comes to um being able to like follow people being able to calculate like oh when does this trade win or lose or closing partially these quantities of contracts for your given strategy. Like, I'm always thinking about this stuff. Like, there's not a day that goes by where I don't think or try to make the platform better. And these are the some of the topics that are on, like, on the very high priority list. So for those that are writing in and even giving uh, suggestions and emails with screenshots, with designs, dude, that's very, very appreciated. And I hope this little tidbit and the... Uh, podcast episodes uh this podcast episode makes you uh, guys and girls feel a little bit better that yeah i am thinking on it and i will do it right um when i get the solution done Alrighty, uh, today's topic is very short. Just want to give everyone just like how I'm feeling for the new year, especially trading wise, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, hoping it can help you, uh, you know, garner success in your first, I don't know, quarter one of 2021. So going into 2021, I would love to beat a 40% return, um, and. Yeah, nothing much to the new plan other than just doing what I've been doing. Um, you know, some quick tips I can give you in this episode is um, some things that I do, especially when things get scary. When things get scary, um, I will tend to trade less. You know, kind of obvious. It's scary. Why? Why trade more when you're scared? Um, I really really would hesitate on selling i do sell in very extreme circumstances and by extreme circumstances i mean like when i'm extremely scared because i am human 
Um, but I've done a excellent job uh, last year of not selling and not buying puts. Uh, and so that leads me to point number three. Uh, I don't buy puts like ever. And if I do, it's very experimental and it's always with like some sort of like tagline of like, this is 1% of my portfolio, this can go to zero, no problem. That's also how I buy calls. My calls that I buy, um, you know, in December and November of last year uh, worked really worked out really well. And some people might think like, oh, Junie, imagine if you uh, put like 20K and I bought those calls instead of just spending like 600 bucks, you'd be so rich, haha. But honestly, you can't think like that. The reason why I have so much confidence uh, entering those positions was because I that position could go to zero and I wouldn't care, right? 1% of my portfolio is not that bad, uh, especially, you know, looking back at my habits that I did a long time ago from Wall Street Bets. Uh, 1% of your of my portfolio for a call that I was really bullish on didn't seem that bad. So um, that's how you can start formulating your plays this year um, is that like if you're really, really bullish on something, just you know, test it out. See see if you would be correct. Play with like a hundred bucks instead of a thousand bucks for that call. Um, instead of buying a hundred calls of something that really out the money, maybe buy a you know a normally uh, a normal probability of profit call that's near or at the money. Right? Um, there's so many different things you can do this year if you got destroyed last year. Um, that's also something that I want to. Um, bring up, bring out into the open is that a lot of people got got last year. A lot of people that got got last year are giving advice this year. And to that, I think that is one of the dirtiest things uh, that you could humanely do. And uh, pretending like it didn't happen before is the biggest no-no. Uh, if you think I am talking about you, I am absolutely talking about you. Um, you know, just make sure uh, as, you know, someone that's like trying to get better, um, you know, look at the sources that you're getting all your all your you know advice from if you know you look in their past history you look in their past tweets you know you look and see how they talked and how they acted uh during the coronavirus uh you know the, the coronavirus crash uh if they were the ones that are saying oh you should be selling oh you know uh, only only stupid people are buying stock at this price it's good we're gonna get a double v pattern down below and, uh, you know, the, I wouldn't buy right now unless if the double V happened, everyone knows it's happening. Um, or, you know, some people just bought all out, like out the money puts. And then now they're giving advice on buying stock and buying leaps and buying calls. It's it's not the juice. And that's just something that, you know, you got to be very, very careful of. I I'm just bringing this up because in the last week I've had three people sign up which is a lot, uh, you know, uh, I think it's a lot at least. And uh, just looking at um, just my numbers go up, that means other people's numbers are going up. It's This is not just a Juni or Theta Gang thing. This is like a very much a everybody thing. So I imagine uh, as this year has gone past us, you're going to be looking to get better at trading. Understand that uh, Juni never signed up for a service. Juni never read books. Juni never... Did any of that fancy mumbo jumbo math? Um, I'm very much just a very realistic, experimental dude. Um, a, very, a lot of my earlier trades on theta.com/juni were very small put credit spreads and call credit spreads. I've said that story a million times, so I'll let you guys and girls go look at that on your own. 
um, but all of which was just my money I was willing to lose to learn and I learned really well I did it very uh, actively like I didn't just like leave things for luck I, I tested a lot of probability of profits I tested some different profit triggers and I finally got to a system that I think works and that I want to prove this year um, so that's my little tangent on making sure that you know whoever you're learning from whoever you're gonna sign up for make sure you know what their trades looked like in uh, during the corona crash um, that's a big tell and here's the best part if they don't got proof of how they traded back then well how are they gonna prove to you how good they are now right so make sure that you know whatever uh, service you sign up for make sure they're logging their trades somewhere that you can actively look at because anybody can retweet one of their ideas that hit if they tweet every idea right imagine if I said oh spies gonna go down to 200 and then I tweeted oh spies gonna go up to 400 and then I just let those sit on my timeline and I delete one of those when one of them happened and I retweet the one that worked I sound like I'm pretty good right so just be just be careful and if you do sign up for something and it's you know something has to do with um, like how they share trades or they may they might share trade ideas log it down on your own right log it down on your own spreadsheet and keep track of like oh okay this this dude or this girl is telling me to buy uh, you know um, what's a you know this dude this dude or girl is trying to get me to buy Tesla uh, at the 800 call strike and let's see if this expiration works out you know they say so many ideas that just like fly under the radar but you could be the auditor you could be the person that makes sure that whatever they say um, is actually accounted for because there's a lot of people that get tricked into thinking people on Twitter YouTube reddit are really good at trading when they're not because they either delete their trades or they don't like say all the trades that they did so it's up to you to create that ledger which is really what thetagain.com is for but there's a reason why people don't all use it it's scary putting your trades out there for everyone to see having your win loss ratio there seeing your plan either work or fail and for people to see it i get it it's super super scary but it's one of the things that will get you better in the long run when you stop caring about what other people think and you learn from your own mistakes that's going to grow you so much faster than just like leaving your losses up to you alone in your room and then getting tilted, right? You can either get helpful feedback and I do a very good job of making sure that everyone on the website is very kind and uh, there's no like, there's no making fun of someone for losing. I make sure that's a very big proponent of the website and the stream and everything that I do really. Um, yeah, it's, it's a big doozy. One of the biggest things that have helped me uh, just in my options career in general has been logging my own trades um, you know leaving it up to luck uh, is not going to work at least for the majority of people so you do need to learn from your mistakes because you're going to make a few you're also going to get got a few times you're going to lose a few times and you need to be able to look at those moments and say like hey okay I'm not gonna buy too out the money too close of an expiration anymore you know what let me experiment with buying an at-the-money call and versus buying you know, 50 shares today and then maybe 50 shares tomorrow. Oh, you know, if I do the 50 shares idea, what happens if I buy 50 shares in the morning today and maybe 50 shares uh, in the PM tomorrow? Or should I space it out more like I should buy um, you know, 20 shares a day for this trading week? Or what works for you? Does dollar cost 
dollar cost uh, dollar cost averaging does that work for you do you like it would you rather just buy the 100 shares and sell the covered call right away all of these things I have learned personally of what I prefer and what I like to do because I log my trades um, I, can't, I can't say enough there's a lot of people that just go to the website that just that just like want to know who else is in like the space uh, or who else is in Tesla or who else is in Shopify, NVIDIA, and then they'll look at the contracts and they'll say like, oh, you know what, that strike and that uh, that expiration looks good. I'll follow that too. But they won't log in on their own. They'll just like open a contract on their own and do it uh, through their brokerage app, which is cool, right? Like I want the website to have value for you to come back to and be like, oh yeah, this is sick. But there's an inner value where like if you sign up and start recording your trades, boom, you suddenly got a trade journal. And boom, you suddenly got proof if any of your friends are like, oh, you know what? I think my strategy is doing better than yours. And you're like, nope. And you just link them like datagang.com slash, uh, I don't know, um, uh, you know, duh, duh. <laughs> I can't think of a username. It's too, this is too much. It's too much. But you can link them. <laughs> you can link them to your datagang.com username link. And they can see your trades and they're like, wow, you you logged all of this. And to you, it's just trade like logging a trade every time you do it and it's super simple, super fast. But to them, it's like, wow, you lo you did all of this. Once you get in a habit of you know trading and then logging it, you'll even get into some moments where you execute a trade. Maybe it's early in the morning and you're not happy and you're just like, ah, you know, I'm just gonna buy a call or I'm just gonna buy a put, we're all doomed. Um, and then you start logging it on thetagang.com because it's just so ingrained into your habits. Uh, you start logging it and you're like, wow, that was a really bad trade. You know what, I'm gonna close that right now, maybe even for a loss, I'll close it right now and I'm going to do something more responsible. Boom, I have had that happen maybe twice in, in the very beginning where I was just like playing around with credit, call credit spreads that were too close or something. but really like those moments happen all the time and i get told about those moments more than any other moment really in in terms of like inputting trades people talk about how inputting trades gives them a second time to reflect on the trade not like buying a hundred calls out the money and then closing the Robinhood app and then like just like praying and before you open it back up again like hoping that you're up right like it gives you that filter one more time of, of thinking like, okay, you know what? Is this actually responsible? Is this something that I actually want to do? Because I want to start 2021 off correctly, right? You don't need to, you don't need to do a home run. You don't need to, um, uh, you know, you don't need to like beat anything per se. You, you just need to do you and you need to not get got. I think that's, that should be everyone's first goal. And to prove that you didn't get got, it'd be a good start to show all the trades that you do, or at least you know input it for yourself. Nece you don't necessarily need to have it um, have its purpose be to show everyone your trades, but rather um, just something that you could reflect on. The purpose of Theta Game for me, Junie, is that like I get to put all my trades onto my profile. And anybody that gives me a hard time, I can just say, hey, these are all my trades. I'm doing really awesome. What about you, right? And that's also why I feel like I don't have that many trolls. Uh, I have close to zero now, unless you know someone wants to bring something up. That's cool. That's, just do it. Um, 
it the beginning of Theta Gang was hard, right? The, the beginning of Theta Gang on the podcast, um, I would get maybe triggered a few times about people saying some bad things. Uh, but those all those people have gone away. You know, as my profile got bigger and bigger and bigger, um, I'm showing more and more trades. I'm surviving all of these crashes. You know, I'm surviving the Corona crash. I'm surviving Donald Trump getting sick. I'm, I'm surviving all of these moments where there's just people waiting for just to like make fun of me. But there's none of those people left. And now I'm left with a loving community. Oh, my DMs are just filled with people saying like, yo, what's up, you inspire me, or like, yo, what's up, uh, I'm you know, trying to do my own project now, or I'm trying to do, um, w- which I read, by the way, but I want to let you guys and girls know that I don't have time um, to answer everyone's questions as deep as I want to or answer anybody's questions at all, but I do read them, and especially those that just like leave a very loving message, like I thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time every day to do that, that's like super awesome of you. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of good things happen when you put your trades out there. For me, I like to prove that I can walk the walk and talk the talk. I love talking the talk on Twitter, but I also walk the walk, which is why I think um, you know, I have the website being as successful as it is. Because what good is a trading service if the main person that does it doesn't show their trades? Like, How do I know what I'm signing up for is a good thing, right? And that's one of the main things I champion um, with my profiles, like, okay, Juni actually knows what he's doing. Go to thetagame.com slash Juni, and boom. But uh, I digress. Oh, that was a lot. Yeah, I mean, you talk a few times on uh, on a podcast, and you can you you just get the ability to just keep going. <laughs> you, you you develop this <laughs> you develop this thing where you can just literally talk all day and i feel like it's one of those therapeutic things that i get um out of just podcasting i have not missed an episode for like now 75 episodes so that's 75 weeks i have not missed a single episode and i plan to keep it that way i love doing this uh every sunday uh you know sometimes if i have a trip i'll do it early as thursday but uh it's it's fun it's fun. If you ever want to start a podcast, I mean, it's super easy. Um, uh, people would love to know your thoughts about anything that's, that you think is uh, cool. I promise you're not the only thing that thinks that one thing is cool. Like, If you have very intimate knowledge about something, you can have a podcast. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, just super blessed to have the friends in my life, my parents being as healthy as they are. Um, I am, uh, you know, more or less my hip. My hip has been killing me because I fell really hard on it. But I'm I'm healthy. Uh, you know, really health is wealth right now to me. Like I value health way over money. Where like before it was kind of like fifty fifty. I was trying to I was trying to get that bread. <laughs> but um, I always had health on my mind. I I never like dis totally disregard health. But now health is very much on my forefront um, of my mind uh, just with everything that's happened with my mom uh, last year uh, you know uh, medical health is uh, important but like mental health is too I understand holidays are now over so you don't you know if you're single or if you feel kind of lonely you don't gotta be bombarded by all these pictures with people in their family I totally get that like 
I used to be there too, where I would just feel super, super lonely. But things will always get better. Some sometimes, um, when I, especially, especially when I broke up with one of my girlfriends before, um, that was a really bad breakup for me, because I had learned a lot and I realized I was not that good of a boyfriend. But with me sulking and everything, I was feeling not that good. But what saved my loneliness, and this is a, this is real advice, okay? This is real advice coming from me right now. What helped me, believe it or not, it was the most random thing. I hit up my friends, um, my friend, my very first friend I've ever made in my life. His name is Marshall. Uh, I hit him up on Messenger, on Facebook Messenger. I said, hey, yo, what's up? What are you doing? Because I used to play games with him in middle school on Steam, like 1.6 and stuff. Um... And now, uh, or and then I contacted him like, yo, do you want to play CSGO or something? Uh, and he was like, yeah, I'm down. And so then every night for like, a, for dude, it had to have been like eight months to a year. It was a really long time. Every, I mean, I'm talking every night we played CSGO for like two or three hours. And that made everything feel just so much better. And it, I'm just saying this because y you can take the steps to make yourself feel better. And you won't always have the steps to make you feel better. You won't know them. But just like doing these most random things uh, can help you a long way. Um, for me, it was playing CSGO with a friend and a friend of his. We, us three, we queue matchmaking and it would just be really fun, really funny. I would like laugh my butt off at some of the things that we did in CSGO. Um, and if, if you guys and girls don't know what CSGO is, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. You know, I, I would typically leave this type of stuff for like at the end of the podcast. But because this is the first podcast of the year, I'm just going to talk about like whatever I want now. <laughs> no, but let's get back on topic. Um, proving that it wasn't luck. Make your own profile. Uh, that's one of the good things. Also, here's here's the last tidbit. Here, last last thing. I promise. I'll let you guys and girls go. I'm sorry taking your time, but thank you for listening. Um, your IRA. I talk about it all the time. I'm for sure going to talk about it on stream again. But your IRA. It is now 2021. You can now contribute to your 2021 IRA. The limit is $6,000. If you are, I think, above a certain age, like 50, uh, you get to deposit $7,000. If you don't have $6,000 to put into your IRA, I'm going to say it right now, you should not be trading. You should be studying, you should be doing something else that gets you either more income or you know puts some, whatever lump sum of money that you're trading with into your IRA. It just in layman's terms, an IRA is a retirement account that you can't withdraw from uh, without paying penalty. You know until you're later of age. Um, the beauty of an IRA is that it's tax-free. So, like for example, if you made ten dollars in the stock market, uh, you know this year, you're gonna pay thir around thirty percent. You're gonna pay like three three bucks. If your IRA in that same time frame went up ten bucks, you keep ten bucks. Okay, I could be off by like a like a sub percentage or something, but that's more or less the reason why you should do an IRA. But you're saying, oh, Junie, I got got last year. I need to catch up. Why are you telling me to go into an IRA? Isn't that like just boring stocks? Like what, dude? 
you're being contradictory right now. No, hold up, hold up, hold up. The IRA is very important, and let me try to change your mindset around it. If you deposit $6,000, and it doesn't have to be one one deposit either. It can be throughout the year or whatever, but I highly encourage you just to put all 6000 at once if you can, just so you get it out of the way and you don't ever tempt yourself like, oh, you know what, I'll just deposit double next week. I'll skip this week. Oh, then you know I'll deposit triple next week and whatever. And then you start getting lazy about it. You never do it. Um, the reason why uh, I was so successful last year had to have been I always knew I had a nest egg that was always going to have my back. And a lot of that is from my IRA. My IRA is fairly large or, you know, modestly large. I'm not going to say huge, but there's a good amount of money in there. And I know that if my options portfolio got got, uh, I can always fall back to my IRA and just let it sit there. When I'm 50 or 55 or whatever that fine age is, I get to take it out uh, tax-free and enjoy it. Um and it's one of those safeguards that had always just made me feel super confident about buying more shares with the money that was in my stock portfolio because I had already done the responsible thing. I had already put away money to be tax-free uh, to be pulled out later. And that's one of the hardest things for people to grasp when they're first trading. They're like, wait, Dude, why are you telling me to put six whole thousand dollars into some account I can't touch forever? But the, and my point is, it's tax-free. You don't gotta pay no 30% on it, dude. It's super important. I mean, or a girl, like you gotta, you gotta put your money in an IRA. If you don't have enough money in an IRA, I'm just gonna straight up say right now, you don't have enough money to trade. Oh. But Judy, you, why are you making fun of poor people now? I don't have $6,000 put in, in the market. Uh, no, it's I'm not making fun of poor people. I'm just really, I'm really just making fun of the people that invest irresponsibly and then talk like they're the poop, right? Like if, if they, you know, talk all this like, oh, you know, I made $100 buying this call. Oh, easy money. But then, you know, they have like a $2,000, $3,000 account. Yeah, that's a pretty substantial percentage for just one call that you maybe got in like a day. Great. But at all times, you're at risk of blowing up your portfolio if you're trading like that. But at least if you put $6,000 away in your IRA, it, you don't got nothing to worry about. Blow up your portfolio if you got a 2K portfolio, like whatever. But now you're saying like, okay, what if I only have... Two thousand, three thousand, five, six thousand dollars. What I'm saying is, you're probably better off uh, putting it in your IRA, and then finding some way to either make more income or make some more money available for you to put into your trading portfolio. But you need to max out your IRA first. Your IRA goes up with the market; it will also go down with the market. But chances are, when you're first starting, you're going to mess up really bad. And you know, one of the biggest and uh, one of the hardest things to swallow when you just recently got got, and I made a tweet about this before, is 
you get got you get got super hard right your portfolio is down like 80 percent because you know you just thought pharmaceutical this biofarm stock was going to make it and you you bought calls and it didn't make it one of the hardest things to swallow the hardest things to see is someone's stock graph on wall street bets that only bought stock <laughs> right and that's what that's how your ira behaves it goes up with the stock market down the stock market but generally goes up because if you zoom all the way out on the spy graph the stock market has only gone up and sure you can say oh Junie, well i don't believe the stock market could go up anymore the market has gone up uh, already way too high uh, inflation print to go burr whatever uh and to that you know i've made an episode about this already i'd rather be wrong doing the right thing Will the stock market keep going up? I don't know. But is it the responsible thing to do to believe that the market will go up at a moderate pace? Yes, because that's the entire point of investing. You want you want some you want to get some form of value to go up in some sort of entity, and whether if it's equity in a company or some cryptocurrency, whatever have you, you need to do it responsibly. And if you know the ins and outs of a system, you need to take advantage of it. This is a stranger on the internet. Nothing to lose. There's no advertisements in this podcast. There's no uh, referral code for a whack broker or anything. There is just me. I'm just doing this from the bottom of my heart, just making sure that everyone that listens to this responsibly invests. And if you invest into IRA first, all your points of trading become a lot easier to grasp, especially if you have a smaller portfolio. Imagine if you have $6,000 that you put away into IRA because you're like, okay, fine, I'll believe you, Junior. Okay, fine, fine, fine. You put away $6,000. Then maybe your birthday comes up or you work a minimum wage job and you get your first paycheck and you put your first $1,000 into your training portfolio now. So you have $6,000 in your IRA. You have $1,000 in your training portfolio that you're ready to buy and sell options with. That's going to feel really good. Knowing that if your $1,000 went poof, you got $6,000 in the market growing for you. And guess what? You can do this again next year. So you put you save up maybe some of your you save up uh, money, but you also generate enough profits throughout the year. Maybe you make your first year's goal, um, you know, nine thousand dollars. So you know, when after tax, then you get to put that six thousand dollar profit into your twenty twenty two IRA contribution, and you got twelve thousand dollars in your IRA. You see, and th- that just continues to grow it continues to compound and everything all the dividends get back good <laughs> i'm sorry i said it it goes back into your ira and all that good stuff it starts to compound and you do it the next year it's at eighteen thousand, whatever so you get my gist the the reason why this is so sick and it's so important is that the earlier you do this the better you are off the earlier you do this the better you are off most adults don't have IRAs. If you are a teenager, like if you are 18, woo, you should for sure get an IRA. For sure. But if you, I can understand you don't have $6,000 at 18. That's a lot of money for an 18-year-old. Um, but, you know, as you get older and older, you know, 21, 22, 23, you get your first like big, like, big boy, big girl job. Um, then you need to like start matching your 401k, but also you need to start maxing out your IRA as soon as possible just for, you know, safeguard. If the market goes to poop, whatever. You got your IRA just sitting there that you could take out later when the market goes back up. Or uh, you got your $6,000 in there. You start trading for your first time and the market takes a dive. 
you know, that happens to a lot of people. You know, uh, the Corona crash, uh, everyone was hopping into all the all the memes. The TikTok dancers were coming out with their investment tips. A lot of people got got for their first time investing. And one of the best things that you can do to safeguard yourself from all of that is invest in an IRA. And here we go. Cherry on top, last point, because I've already said last point a million times. I am not even going to give you a referral code for an IRA. I'm not going to send you off to some website and tell you, oh, this is this is my code, whatever, because this is just such genuinely, like from the bottom of my heart advice, I'm just going to tell you to go out and do it. You can go to uh, Wealthfront, you can go to Betterment, you can open one at Vanguard, you can probably open one with the bank that you have. However, my favorite two choices are Wealthfront and Betterment because they make they make the IRA seem more uh, less scary. They have very friendly UIs. Um, I personally use Wealthfront. Uh, I love it. It's very, it, I don't know. I just really have no complaints. Um, uh, but yeah, so no no referral code or anything here. Like I just genuinely think it's a good idea. And uh, that's, that's it. I'm sorry for those that already have IRAs. This must have sounded really, really annoying to listen to. But uh, yeah, got to start the year off right. I imagine a lot of my real life friends are uh, listening to this one too. So this is how I talk uh, for anyone that knows me in person uh, that's listening. This is how I talk. This is this is the podcast. I just, I give genuine advice. I don't like say like, oh, everyone should buy this call or everyone should buy this put. This is going to go down. I, I don't, I'm not that type of finance person as much as like those stereotypes make it out to be um yeah in a really good mood um excited for tomorrow's opening let me do a quick google search for stock futures let me just report on that right now it's 6 31 p.m pacific time sunday and futures are super flat which is okay i'm not complaining i have you know some options i sold that can collect some data i don't know yep nice okay so i'm gonna go to the outro and then i will see everybody in uh when am i gonna see everybody oh on tuesday on the on the live stream at twitch.tv slash real theta gang at 6 p.m pacific time thanks Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang, where I again uh, do a live stream on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at Junie at ThetaGang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with TastyWorks, and signing up with a Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. That is the broker that I uh, choose to use, by the way, if you guys don't know what TastyWorks is. Um, and th yeah, thank you. I just want to give a quick extended shout out to, oh man, I feel bad. Um, someone literally just signed up. Let me see if I can find their email real quick. And maybe they sent me their, either username 
They did. Okay, cool. I'm just going to say uh, his or her. No, it's definitely him. His name first. Uh, so a quick extended shout out to uh, Yimo H. Wait, is that a... No, no, that's not a backwards palindrome thing. Uh, thank you to Yimo Shin. <laughs> Majadir, Just Win, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay-Z, and Mikos. Uh, Steve Ounce, PFM, uh, DJ Mac 86, Pacro Boop, uh, Mitch Brady 7, HSN IV, uh, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, Statistically Random, Tom Thomas, BK Trade, Big Potato, Island Bell, Wheaton, Lick, Nah, Lur, Cheese, Maltman, Chivonis, NM, M Hayden, La Little, Minnow, Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Lil Justin, Fancy Wolf, Neat the River, Just Send It, Marf Q, Norfis, Ch- Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Dissentio, Salt Water Cure, Looks Cutter, <laughs> Lazy Reserve, Suggester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Hermes Kaput, Rest of Your Shifty, uh, AG and Ensis 88. Wow. Nice. Yeah, we, we still got the good old bunch from 2020 or yeah, 2020. Uh, this, this month was, oh, I got some stat from Patreon. Um, uh, this is, uh, the, this is the month that the fewest, this is the month that had the most members stay. There you go. That's, that's how I want to say it. Um, and la- but also what makes it more interesting is last month was the month that the least members joined so i don't know what happened but you know this looks like the gang <laughs> um yeah very blessed to have such a cool community to trade with um everybody is just very nice uh, i don't know if it's because you know i make it nice but you know <laughs> it just seems like everyone everyone is just very generally nice and i thank you for making my life easy and i don't gotta be like the bad guy that says oh no nah, you can't say or do that because that's that's no fun no one likes no one likes to be told that um so yeah uh i think that's that's it and no that's it that's it that's it um real quick for the uh, you know the one percent gang wow has crypto been going up that is nuts um i would love for the memes to be able to take dogecoin for my annual plan i am going to do some research into how i can make that happen but one of the biggest proponents uh of why i am not personally invested in crypto is because i have no need to spend it i have no desire to use it I think the technology is cool. I think the global ledger is cool. I think like people sharing each other's information for the sake of transparency is cool. I think it's cool that it works without a government. That's also cool. But until I want to actually spend it or use it for its purpose, uh, I can't see myself using it or get investing in it. But what I can do is I can be a proponent of all of this and accept cryptocurrency um and just wanting to prove like okay uh is there anybody else in this world that feels this way is there anybody else that's actually willing to spend uh their cryptocurrency um and uh yeah i mean i figured what i'll do with the money that i get or the cryptocurrency that i get from this like annual plan um i'll i'll maybe have some sort of like series where i try to spend it at certain places i think that'd be like really cool i think that'll try i think that'll illustrate my point just a little bit better too but all of this is just 
really like a big idea on a wall splat. Um, there's a good chance it will happen though. Uh, and for those that listen uh, this far, you get like a little inside scoop. Let's see. The Pokemon world. Yeah, I don't know who's still buying Pokemon cards. Um, and if you do, I mean, man, that is, that is so bloated of a market. Um, I feel like a lot of people that made names for themselves, uh, like opening packs, the big ones will survive. The smaller ones that didn't have enough views um, to necessarily break even on the packs they were opening will not make it because their audience numbers will dwindle even lower now. But the ones that have reached like a critical mass, like uh, Leon Hart and Pokerev, they will uh, they will still keep going and they'll still be here for the next uh, time collectibles reach a bubble. But yeah, I mean, just just stay safe. Like, don't don't invest into something that you necessarily don't know. I mean, that goes with crypto too. A lot of people like to say like, oh, this white paper is sick or this tech is sick, but they're 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 not even in the software realm. They just like read or you know, um, say what they just recently heard off of their bullish video that they just watched. Um, as you can tell, I have a huge gripe of people that are not real or that you know either make themselves out to look better um, without actually doing anything or people that are just generally mean and not in inviting people into the community for the sake of like trying to be or sound smart. That's also really whack. Um, yeah. Yeah, bless, bless this 2021. Uh, I'll see everybody on Tuesday. It is 6.39 p.m just had lunch over at my girlfriend's house and her parents uh but your boy is probably gonna get mcdonald's later oh yeah <laughs>